Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Well, thank you. All right, bit, bit embarrassed by all that, but you may take your seats, please. Give yourself, uh, your neighbour, a high air five on the way through. Glad they're in the house of God. There, thank you for that. that that's, that's a very kind introduction. Really want to honour your pastors too, Pastor Ross and Kathy Abraham, leading the wonderful, powerful, mighty Elevation Church Network and the trust from Pastor Moles and Bonnie Palladin. It's wonderful, Graham and Marge and the team. It's like uh, I said to Alison and Jethro who are travelling with me this time, it's just like family here, which is wonderful. So. I don't have to impress you today, do I, to crack jokes and stuff like that? Can we just get in the Word of God? And I wore all black today, so nothing's distracting. We're just going to get in the Word of God. But I've got this great verse that came to me last week while I was, I was meditating on God's Word. And hopefully it comes up. It's Colossians 3. Look at, look at this. I love the text of this Word here. It says, Let the Word of Christ dwell in you, what? Richly in all wisdom. And our prayer for you is that the Word of God in 2022 will not dwell in you half-heartedly or lamely or limply, but that the Word of God would dwell in you richly this year. And I love this time of year. Many of you are making vows and promises, resolutions to your powerful God. Say, God, help me be stronger in an area this year. And I pray that the Word of God will be number one and it will have the first and final say in your life. Do we get an amen for that today? I'm really praying that this will be a, your truth and your reality. Now, for some of you, that this may be the year that you decide you want to take your Bible study and your diligence to a whole nother level. Now, the team and I, we've been scanning around the crowd and we look, you're a smart, good-looking, well-adjusted bunch of people, all right? And I reckon this, you can do your own personal Bible study and over the next 10 years, you'll meander in and out of the things of God and, and you'll go stronger and wiser. But for some of you, this is the call today and our open night tomorrow night, is to give God 10 powerful months, give God a year. Well, literally, you can take 10 years of meandering study on your own and whoosh, compress it into 10 powerful months. I'm talking about an accelerator and a greenhouse because even as I'm speaking this morning right now, some of you are going, God, I know you're preparing me for days which are yet to come and I need to get a bit of a giddy up and take a bit more seriously the call of God and the destiny of my life. So I'm praying that the Word of God will dwell richly in you and that we see many of you tomorrow night at the open night here at 7.30. The world I live in has gone a bit crazy and it needs men and women who know God and know His Word, how to speak truth accurately into the lives of hurting and wondering people. We need clarity and God's Word is a lamp unto our feet. Do I get an amen for that? Yeah. Amen and amen. So that's kind of like the cell and I better get in the Word, eh? Ma, Matthew chapter 6, if you've got your Bibles, please, Matthew 6, 5 to 15. It's the Lord's Prayer. How good. I come to preach a message about the Lord's Prayer, and your fourth song's about the Lord's Prayer. I think God's in this message, I tell you what. Like, the, the Jesus tells his disciples to say, I want you to pray like this, and he's given us a model prayer. You know, the, the Lord's Prayer is often 
One of the first things as a young believer, if you ever had the privilege of going to Sunday school, it's one of the first things you'll ever learn. Like I learned the National Anthem and the Lord's Prayer when I was a young pup. But you know, with kids, when you start to learn the things of God, you don't always get it right. So I remember a Sunday school getting the children to pray and one girl started by opening. She said like this, Dear Harold the Artist, she said, whoa, 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 we're praying to God. She goes, yeah, I'm praying to Harold the Artist. She goes, why are you saying Harold the Artist? And she goes, well, you know how the Lord's Prayer goes. Our Father who does art in heaven, Harold is his name. <laughs> An American child said this, dear God, forgive us our trash baskets as we forgive those who put trash in our baskets. <laughs> but you get, you get the idea and... I want, to, I want to start this prayer. It's a powerful prayer, and, and I agree with the team here. What a wonderful declaration to pray this prayer over our year. This prayer is the words crafted by Jesus out of a dynamic relationship with God. And this prayer talks about his power, and it talks about his providence, and it talks about his gift to us, his protection and provision to us, his creation, because we've been made in the image of God. So, can we read this all together? And three slides is going to come up on the screen right now. Let's go. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Powerful verses, the Word of God relayed and resonating in your and my heart right now. And this, this wonderful list, this, this prayer contains a wonderful list of truths and provisions made available to us, His people. This prayer lets me know who the boss is. This prayer lets me know when I've got a problem who the third umpire is that I get my final ruling on. This prayer lets me know who do I go to when I have a complaint, when I feel I need clarity, or when I feel like I need hope for my future. This lets me know where the goodies are. It lets me know where I can get food from. It lets me know how I can be whole, clean and happy. It lets me know how I can live well with other believers and those in this great place called planet Earth. And it lets me know what I can do with the deep things that go on deep within my heart, the engine room of my heart. And it lets me know the source of good things and bad things. And it lets me know who the goodie is who the baddie is, and it lets me know and it gives me this assurance that God can protect you and me from evil things that happen in our world. I just love this passage. That is an, it's a declaration of God's love for us and it lets us know that He wants His extravagant mercy and grace to come into your and my life and He wants us to be blown away by His clarity and the peace that only He can bring. Is there anybody else here excited this morning that God is a good God and He wants to work in our lives? I'm so conscious of the power and presence of God in this room right now. But as I look across this world, I see wonderful, awesome things. I think God has made man to be a creative genius. If you go on YouTube and 
I spent two weeks on holidays at the beach before Christmas and just loved just checking out and detoxing my brown brain. And I found YouTube clips that talked about wonderful inventions that man does, things that he can build. And I thought, I'm part of God's plan to bring genius to planet Earth. Like man, through scientists, can create breakthrough medical solutions to help heal humanity quicker. It's wonderful being a human being. But I watch the news with my wife and I look across the world sometimes and it's a dark and desolate place in some areas. And what you see is a group of humanity, and some of it was us, where we've said, no, we want to go our own road and we don't want to accept the provisions and protection of a good, good father in heaven. We're going to go our own way and do our own things. And many of us have suffered at the hands of people who've not followed God. There are some of us who've even not partnered with God and gone our own way and caused ourselves great pain and pain to those in our network, those in our family, those who we love. But I know this, that the Word of God contains truth with a capital T, that we can come back under His protection and provision, enjoy the benefits of the Lord's Prayer, His declarations of goodness and wholeness to us, and we can bring new levels of clarity and peace into our lives that God can continue His wonderful, transforming work deep within us today. I know this. When I look across the world, the Bible says this in John 10 verse 10, the first bit, part A of this verse. It says the devil comes only to steal, to kill, and then to destroy. So when you see stealing, killing, and destruction, the Lord's prayer tells us that this is the evil one. This is the source of evil. One thing I just can't handle about the devil. Not only is he happy to steal, he doesn't stop there. He wants to kill. And then he can't help himself, but he then wants to destroy. And many of us have partnered with things in the devil and seen some stealing and some killing of dreams and hopes and children away from God. But I want to move to part B of this verse to bring some encouragement to you this morning, which is this. Look at the second part of the verse. But I, Jesus, have come that what? They may have life and have it to the full. Thank God that he always causes us to triumph when we partner with his plan and his purpose for our life. I think that's wonderful. Another thing the Bible says this in 1, in 1 John, it says this. I, 1 John 3 verse 8, it says this, the reason the Son of Man appeared was to destroy the devil's works. So we can stick in part B of John 10, 10 and not start with part A, which is all about the killing and the, and the stealing and the destroying. We've come as a team today to bring a message. We want to bring a breakthrough message. We're going to pray for many of you after this service is closed. And we're going to come into agreement that you're going to see the fullness of the life of God in your family, in your situation. I know wherever I go, we're praying for parents who've got children who are away from God. And you're stuck in John 10a. And you can see the devil in your family stealing and killing things. But we want to see the fullness of God come into our life because this verse here, that God wants to destroy the work of the devil. 
So I'm going to move on from the devil, but what I really want to encourage us with this morning is a couple of quick keys. How in the Lord's Prayer does God deliver us from evil? I think the powerful words of that City Point song, notice they don't get me to sing, or they don't get Jethro to sing, but the team did a great job. And I I think there are keys to the kingdom here that I want to unlock a few of you in our short time that we have here this morning, that these are ways that we can pray accurately and partner with the blood and the power of Jesus to see God deliver us from the evil one so we can stand in a place of victory, wholeness, breakthrough and salvation. And so the verse here in Matthew 16 is this, Jesus says, I have given you the keys of the kingdom and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. God's already started his work today. Look what happened at the end of the fourth song. When we start declaring the power and the victory of the Lordship of Jesus and God's here to let us know over here that God's victory is here to break through into difficult situations and to heal people from deep trauma here this morning in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. So the first key, and it's not even on my list, some of you, this is going to be a word for the Lord. One of the ways that God delivers you from evil is number one, he's given you two legs and you to run. And for some of you, this is the word of the Lord today. I'm not talking about... Uh, New Year's resolutions start running 1K and 2K, but God has given us two legs because sometimes when evil comes our way, one of the best things that you and I can do is just to boot scoot it and to run away. I remember I'm a young believer. I'm the first a family of four boys. My three brothers at the time were far, far, far away from God. And we, our family watches world game football. Any of us know that all the best games at 2 and 3 a.m. in the morning we're around at my brother's house, finished a great win. And one of my brothers pulls out a bong and then he gets back in the days of videos and they put a pornographic movie on. And I just thought, I love Jesus. And I just remember at that moment just saying, oh, bro, I just got go to the, go to the bathroom. And I, I went to the bathroom, went past the laundry, got out the security door and I just ran down the side of the house jumped over the fence and I ran up to my car and just sped away and I just remember thinking next day in brothering hey bro sorry about last night uh yeah we just forgot you're doing that Jesus thing in your life man I'm just sorry and I just remembered I had a choice to sit there but God gave me the provision of two powerful legs and thighs that are like pistons to run and to run and to run. So for some of you, that's the word of the Lord today. For some of you, this is how adultery starts in the workplace. It starts with the banter, the permissions you give each other, the little talking and things like that. God's saying for 2022, you have to stop that and how God is going to deliver you from evil is to be vigilant about the little things that you open and the doors that you open in life. Is that all right I preach like this? I feel like I'm family here. I'll just there, bring, in, bring the word of God. I've got to give two quick points and I want to get Alison to come up and give us a little speech, a little bit of a talk and she's got some awesome things to say. So number one, the first provision, first prayer key for the deliverance of evil is this number one, is the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Look, look, let's let the Word of God speak to us this morning. Look at this first verse here. Our people defeated Satan. This is Revelation 12, verse 11. They defeated Satan because of the blood of the Lamb. The blood of the Lamb is the number 
one way that Jesus helps save us and deliver us from evil. Look at the next verse here. This is Hebrews 9 verse 14. But Christ was sinless and he offered himself as an eternal and spiritual sacrifice to God. That's why his blood is much more powerful and makes our consciences clear. Now we can serve the living God and no longer do the things that lead to death. Friends, the blood of Jesus, that's why I love taking communion. And for some of you who come forward for prayer, we may even say this to you. For some of you, you may need to consider taking communion every day for the next seven days to accelerate a breakthrough so that you can visualize, focus, and keep front of mind the power of the blood of Jesus in your life. This is why I love the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus, I can gain bold access to God in prayer. As a young believer, I would often sit in shame because I didn't know how to repent from my sins regularly and I was locked away from the presence of God. But I'm here to bring hope to you this morning. The blood of Jesus will give you bold access to the throne room of Jesus Christ. The blood brings forgiveness of sin. The blood cleanses our consciences. Through the blood of Jesus, we are progressively cleansed from more and more sin. I know this, we're able to conquer the accuser of the brethren because of the blood. I know this in 1 Peter 1, it says, I have been saved from a meaningless way of life because of the blood of Jesus Christ. I have purpose and I have destiny and I have a God and I've got a mission on planet earth to fulfill and I'm empowered and cleansed by the blood of Jesus. And I know this too, for some of you who need healing in your body, either mental physical or emotional healing, it is the blood of Jesus which will bring life and breakthrough into your heart and mind. Isn't that wonderful? Let's give the Lord a mighty hand of praise as we consider His marvellous provision. Second prayer key, we're moving quick today, is the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Look at this on Romans 10 verse 13. And for those of you online today, I just pray that you are receiving the, uh, the implanted Word of God in your heart today. One thing you are missing out on is my spraying and my saliva here. So all those blessings to those people in the front row who, who get that privilege this morning. Look at Romans 10 verse 13. It says, anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Isn't that wonderful? It's the name of the Lord, which is the key to salvation. Look at Acts 4 verse 12. It says this, salvation is found in no one else, Jesus for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. As I was preparing for this, some people, even on the sound of my voice here, even online, you've got elaborate schemes and systems and life constructs to try and get peace and clarity your own way. This Bible is going to speak exactly to that situation. I'm declaring Acts 4 over you. There is no other way except by the name of Jesus Christ. I'm going to say that again because it's going to be like a battering ram and I believe as I'm saying this, this is going to be destroying false mental constructs which you've been living by, which have been holding you in bondage in the name of Jesus. It says this, there is no other name given under heaven by which you can be saved and get peace and clarity in Jesus' name. Third voice, yeah, I'll we won't clap just yet. Maybe we'll clap the next one. I'll see if I can read Luke 10, 17 even more powerfully and with Pentecostal persuasion. Here we go. It says, The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, 
even the demons submit to us in your name, in Jesus' name. Jesus' name has got power over every principality and power either in the air or you've given permission in your life or that you've opened any door into your life. I know this. As God has called me to new levels of ministry, I know that I've received new levels of buffeting. Is this true, Dave Schaefer, or not? It's Dave, isn't it? I recognise you by your eyes, but also your, be- your hat, your beret. You've served God a long time. Is this true? With every appointing that you've had, there's a new anointing, a new level of authority that you've needed to go and take and win. And I know this, it's the name of Jesus which breaks through in those new levels and give you power of the enemy. The very fact, back before I had sort of grey hair and all that kind of stuff, I was appointed to be a youth pastor in an area. And I'm lying in bed one night and I woke up feeling I was being strangled by some spiritual force. Now, all of a sudden, my grade seven years of age, my Sunday school training all kicked into gear like that. I just know this, whenever you're in trouble, what's the answer? Jesus, the name of Jesus. So all I could mutter it was, Jesus. And then it just left. And I thought, oh, thank God. I felt, I was gasping for breath. I thought, what the heck was that? I went to my pastor and he said, mate, new levels, new devils, Andrew. And I knew this, that as I faced new challenges from the enemy, because his job is to rob and to kill and to destroy me, the name of Jesus is very powerful. About six months later, the same presence turned up in my bedroom again. Six months later. Oh, it's you again. Be gone in Jesus' name. And so for some of you, that's an encouragement to you today. God will give you new strength and I'm here to bring fresh revelation or to stir up an old truth in your heart today to say, you do not have to succumb to the taunts and the challenges of the enemy anymore. You say the name of Jesus and there is going to be great breakthrough in your life in Jesus' name. You watch when you start preaching afresh like this, the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus, all sorts of stuff gets stirred up again. But I'm excited because it shows that God is present and His power is ready to heal and to set His people free. So I've just started to wind up now. Now, I love what I get to do. I get to see people flourish and transform by the Word of God. Alison came into our world as a student barely even six months yes to Jesus. And she says, I'm going to college. She went hardcore. She did a three-year award with us. That's pretty hardcore. And I've literally watched this young lady be transformed. Alison's got a real revelation around these truths. Can you welcome her as she comes to inspire us now around the Word of God? Thanks for that little intro. Um, I was just sitting in the front row, just like getting overwhelmed with gratitude to God for my salvation. Like the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus had such a ridiculously profound, life-transforming impact in my world. And I just look back and I see the hand of God in everything that He was doing in my life just to bring me to salvation. And it's just so great to reflect and remember. But um, even after that moment of salvation, which we've all been through, I have still seen the work of evil try and come against me. So not only has evil tried to rob my salvation coming into the kingdom, but um, evil has continued to try and have a grip on me to um, lessen my identity, um, to rob my fruitfulness, 
to rob my effectiveness. Does this resonate with anyone? Who's had this? Like, you know the name of Jesus. You've called on the name of Jesus. You're confident. You know him. But there are still plans. There's schemes. There's things that are trying to rob you. This is evil, my friends. And so in the next few minutes, I just want to um, dismantle this abstract concept of what evil is. Evil's not just this force that is trying to stop our salvation, but it's trying to rob you of your effectiveness, your fruitfulness, and your calling. But praise God that there was a part B to John 10, 10, hey, that God's come to give us life and life abundant. And we are just so, um, we've been believing this morning because we know that today, that verse is going to have a profound impact in your life. That there's some things in your life where there's been specific evil coming against you that even now as I'm speaking, you're reminded of some things that are going on in your world that are trying to rob you, steal from you, and destroy the plans and the purposes of God in your life. So what what could that be? Um, I'll just list some out for us, if that's okay, if I can just shoot through some. If there's anyone in this room having nightmares... That is not God's heart for you. That is not God's best. That is not a normal Christian life. If anyone in this room is having encounters, like what Pastor Andrew said, where there is presences, where there's things showing up in your bedroom, where there's um, cold air, if you walk through your front door and the atmosphere is off, that is not the normal experience of a Christian. That is an evil assignment that we're going to break off you today in Jesus' name. If there is curses, if there is limitations, if there is things robbing, even um, patterns of wealth loss, that every time you come into money, every time you come into prosperity that is robbed and stolen from you, we're going to break that off you today in Jesus' name. If there is history of chronic pain or illness in your body, in your family, if from mum grandma, great-grandma, if there is a pattern of that brokenness in your family, that is evil against your generations that we're going to break off you today in Jesus' name. And even this last one, if you have a blockage coming into the presence of God, if you spend time in the secret place wanting to encounter the presence of God, hungering after Jesus, hungering to have an encounter with his word, with his person, and you feel that there's a blockage, you feel like there's something that is stopping you from entering into that presence, friends, that is evil sent against you, that we're going to break off you today in Jesus' name. Because the normal Christian experience is that you would get to fully step into the presence of God. The normal Christian experience is that you would live a life of life and abundance. The normal Christian experience is that you would be a fruitful minister of of God, of his kingdom, that you would advance goodness on this earth. So if there is anything going on in your world that is stopping you from experiencing that normal Christian life, I am so excited to get to pray with you at the end. Our team, we've been believing this altar, it's going to be your altar today. There's something powerful that God wants to do in your life today. Specific assignments of evil that have come against you will be cancelled today by the power of God. So I hope that helps break it down for you. Can't wait to see you at the altar later. Thanks, Alison, for your faith-filled declarations. We've been doing a lot of work together for years and have seen God's powerful work of transformation 
come in. Now, for the sake of time, can I just give you a couple of quick points so you know that I've done my work before we close off the service and then we start to pray. Number three, the third kingdom key is the person and power of Holy Spirit. A couple of verses here. We'll skip the first one, but I'll say this, this, the, uh, the second one. You've been around Pentecost and church a long time. We love this verse. Zechariah 4 verse 6, it says this, Not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. And God's Holy Spirit is here. Teams have been praying. We're believing for an open heaven here. I can even sense, not that sensing is everything, but I tell you what, I'm an effective emotional person and I like to know that my God is with me and that he's here to deliver people from evil. The fourth key is this one here, is the Word of God. So when we pray, you'll often see us praying. We're praying the Word of God. We're not praying opinions over you. We're not partnering with you. We're going we're to partner with the implanted Word of God that's already in your life and spirit. And we're going to come into agreement with the work that God is already doing. But we're going to bring almost like the wooshka of heaven in to see things broken through in Jesus' name. So I love this verse here. Not the one out of Isaiah, which is two slides. And, and Billy doing a great job up the back. But let's go to Jeremiah 23 verse 29 I love this this is what I did before with Acts 4 this is what it says Jeremiah 23 29 is not my word like fire says the Lord and like a hammer that breaks in pieces the rock of most stubborn resistance I've seen some magnificent breakthroughs in people's lives. I can see things shift when literally the battering ram of the Word of God just comes in and breaks down false arguments in Jesus' name. Number five is the truth of Jesus. Number five, that's not on the list. Uh, number six, you've got a measure of faith that's been given to you. The Bible says that in Corinthians. Um, many of us have been given, uh, number seven, the gift of wisdom. God will give us wisdom and clarity to forensically diagnose maybe where an open door has been open in your life, either willingly or unwittingly. Uh, we give permissions to certain things, and sometimes we don't know how that happens, but God brings wisdom and discernment and breakthrough how that happens. Also, too, for some of you, one of the breakthrough keys is giving your life to Jesus Christ. I'm going to talk about that in a moment, saying, yes, I sign over the management rights of my life, and I come under the allegiance and the authority and the Lordship of Jesus Christ in my life. And that's a wonderful way to, um, to partner with God to deliver yourself from evil. The last number, number nine is this one. It's the anointing of God, the anointing of the power of the Holy Spirit. So for some of you today, you may be feeling dry and you go, I just want a fresh touch from heaven for 2022. And I'm a bit like John the Baptist, getting ready for next Sunday. I know that next Sunday is your anointing service, but I want to prime the pump and position you for as much of an open heaven that is possible over your life. I love this verse out of Psalm 92, verse 10. Look at this one. It says, Your anointing has made me strong and mighty. You've empowered my life for triumph by pouring fresh oil over me. Some of you are glad you came to church this morning. You're hearing a message of faith and God wants to reactivate new levels of triumph and breakthrough in your heart and mind. Look at this, number 10. I love this one. We're going to bring everything back to the focus of Jesus Christ. And number 10, the number 10 key is this one, the person of Jesus. And in the book of Micah, he is referred to as the breaker. What a great name. Jesus has many names, but look at this verse in Micah 2, verse 13 in the Amplified. It says this, The breaker, or otherwise the Messiah, who opens the way, shall go up before them in liberating them. 
they will break out, pass through the gate and go out. So their king goes on before them, the Lord at their head. We believe when we're praying at the end here tonight, we're believing for a release of the power of heaven and literally the breaker, Jesus, will manifest himself in your life, your situation, something of his deep concern, some deep hurt that God wants to partner with and bring his breakthrough into your heart and mind in Jesus' name. So as Ellison said, we agree. I'm going to ask people about where you're at with Jesus in a moment and then... Pastor Prash is going to come up. He's going to close the service. And I encourage you, don't go away too quickly. The team here are going to pray. Hopefully they pray that great Lord's Prayer song. I love that thing. And deliver us from evil like you do. It says it in such a happy way, but deliver us from evil like you do. Like you do. In many of our lives, God's already done this work already. We're just asking for another layer and we're saying God's been good before. He's going to be good today and He's going to be good tomorrow. We're praying and believing for the mighty power of the Holy Spirit to come and touch people's hearts mightily. Let's bow our heads, shall we? Bow our heads. God, before we move on, I'm conscious that there could be people in this room, people under the sound of my voice online who are saying, Man, I love those 10 keys, but I haven't even hit first base this morning. God, I'm not even sure if I'm in relationship with you or in connection with you today. Holy Spirit's been breathing across this meeting, across the online broadband, and I don't need to twist your arm and convince you of your need of Jesus right now. Holy Spirit's already been doing that wonderful work. Holy Spirit, I believe, has been talking to people about the status of your relationship with Jesus. For some of you, this may be an opportunity to come back to God. You've said yes to Jesus before. You've been in relationship with Him for a season, but you've let sin and selfishness spoil a good life and a good relationship with God. And you want to say, Pastor Andrew, I want to come back in relationship with with Jesus this morning. Maybe a second group of you today, as this is the first time you've heard a powerful gospel presentation, you realise I had no idea there was a thing called person called Jesus, no idea about his blood and sacrifice that fixes every tough thing. I haven't even known about even the name of Jesus, the power of that name. Jesus has been a swear word to me before. And for you this morning, you say, Hurry up, Pastor Andrew. Give me an opportunity to put up my hand. I want to say yes to Jesus this morning. As God has been hovering graciously and sovereignly over our time today in the building here at Castle Hill Online, people under the sound of my voice, I'm going to ask your friend this morning, where are you at with Jesus? And do you want to come into a fresh and new relationship with Him this morning and ask Him afresh in your life? So, from my left to right, those online, if you want to say yes to Jesus, put something in the comments. Say, count me in right now, Pastor. I include me in a prayer in a moment. From left to right, front to back, is there anyone who'd like to say yes to Jesus this morning? I'd ask you to boldly, man, woman, child, put up your hand and say yes to Jesus right now. I'm going to see that. We're going to know who I'm going to be included in this powerful prayer. In Jesus' name, anyone in this room right now, yes to Jesus. Come right with you, God right with you. 
right with you this morning. I want to say yes to Jesus. Thank you, God. I'm going to pray because I don't know if there's anyone online, but God, we're just going to say this. God, we ask you, Jesus, just come into our hearts and lives. God, forgive us. We're sorry for the times we've gone our own way. God, please forgive us of our sins with your cleansing power, your powerful name and your holy blood. God, help us to live for you in partnership and relationship with you, our loving God. Father, God of the Lord's Prayer, help us to live in community and to seek to read your word and strive to let your goodness permeate every part of our life. We thank you for that in Jesus' mighty name. And all God's people said, Amen, Amen, and Amen.